Warning, this show features some graphic content in the stories. If you're particularly sensitive to animals, the first story may be hard to listen to. It happens at around the 10 minute mark. Skip to the 12 minute Don't mark. Forget. You have it's been Halloween warned. Season, so share us with your friends. Hello again, Nightmare Society. Gather round for a special episode of True Horror Stories. I've got an extra creepy one for you today, folks. And although a magnitude of powerful outside forces has tried to prevent me from doing a special episode, I have nonetheless been able to put one together. And it is quite scary, I must say. The special Halloween episode will go out on Saturday morning, the 30th. I want it to be available for those of you going out for Halloween to listen to early, if you like. Or for those of you driving little monsters around to listen while they're trotting up a stranger's driveway. Hopefully to return again. And since most of you listen on podcast apps... I wanted to let you know that we do have a YouTube channel, and if you are a YouTube watcher in any way, please head over to our YouTube channel and follow us, hit the bell, all of that kind of stuff. We are entertaining the idea of eventually putting some video content together. Don't know exactly what that looks like yet, but you're going to want to have those notifications on while you're over there, like a video or two if you don't mind. We're trying hard to grow the podcast so we can do more of the podcast. So please make sure this Halloween holiday season especially to share us with your family, your friends, your foes, your feed, your whoever you think may like it. Shout it from the rooftops. Anyway, a great big welcome to our newest members of the online campfire. Aislinn Wants Juicy Worms, Marie F., and Christina. Thank you guys so much for your support, and thanks for being faithful listeners. We're so glad to have you around the campfire. At patreon.com slash nightmare society, you can join in for as little as a dollar a month. We have different levels of membership and different perks for each, so if you're interested, be sure to check it out. And last but not least, a big thanks goes to our contributors. User RonChick1, User Tangerine Sally, and Anonymous. They were all kind enough to share their stories with us tonight, and for that, we thank them. Now, get comfy and prepare yourself for another episode of The Nightmare Society. this was, but it terrified me and my family. This is 100% truth, and I'd take any lie detector test that was sent my way. We lived in a house that had an outhouse, 
no indoor toilet. We had running water, but just couldn't get a proper septic system in there. The outhouse was up the hill a ways, about 30 yards. This was in a valley. The nearest neighbor was roughly four miles away. Good luck if you need an emergency service. We had three dogs. Biggest of all was a lab named Boo Bear. Boo was a very loyal and territorial dog. Didn't matter what time of day it was, he would go with you up to the outhouse and sit outside. This was normal behavior for years. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about him and welling up with tears. He was an incredibly good dog. One night my mom needed to go and he went with her. We would normally just walk up and do our business and head back down and go to sleep. We had no air conditioning, just windows and fans. Boo followed mom up there and this time he was between mom and the woods. There was a solid tree line around the house that you couldn't see into at all. I have hunted it but I would get my butt back to the house before it even got close to dark. Boo felt or heard something. The more my mom tried to get up, the more he was growling. He had never behaved this way. My mom, a devout Baptist, swears on the Bible that she heard what sounded like grunting coming out of the woods. She could feel something either stomping or punching the ground. Like punching a bag of flour. It's got that kind of thud. That's what she described it as. My mom was raised by some serious hillbillies and isn't scared of anything in the woods. So she forced her way up there. She thought it was a deer because they'll do that in rut season. Boo sat out there growling and she said every hair he had on him was standing straight up. He was not barking. She could feel his growling, like I don't know how to describe, like you feel bass from a subwoofer. She got done and came back to the house. No other issues that night. A few nights later, a friend was staying at my house. He was one of the ones that was with me when we saw whatever it was that we saw. This was actually prior to this by a year or two. He grew up poor like us. But he was a good guy. His mom and dad were great. Anyway, it's about 11 or 11.30. It was Friday or Saturday because we had a 10 p.m. bedtime on weeknights and we were playing Killer Instinct on N64. When I say that this scared me, I thought my mom was being killed. We heard a scream and felt a noise come from the woods about 150 yards up that mountain. I've got goosebumps right now just talking about it, but we just kept playing. I didn't say anything, thinking that my brain was playing tricks on me. Five minutes later, it happened again. This time, it was maybe 75 to 100 yards up, and it was heading down. I stopped and asked RG if he heard that. He said, Hell yeah, I heard it the first damn time too. I can describe it. Fight or flight kicked in and we were in a panic. I checked on my mom and my little brother and they were both fine. 
I woke up my little brother and told him what was going on and we grabbed our rifles. I only had a 30 6 RG had my 20 gauge, and LB, my little brother, had a 22. We parked ourselves in the room we were in when we first heard it. When I say my heart was racing, if it was doing the 100 meter dash, it would have beaten Usain Bolt. We didn't hear anything for 30 minutes. Just nothing. We had the windows open due to no air conditioning and we had the fans off. We started hearing a noise coming from the woods. Just walking. It sounded like something was slowly plodding down the ridge to the house. I know it was no cat. You will never hear a big cat. I've had cougars surprise me and I never heard a thing. This was big. It was making a lot of racket. We just kept sitting there, ears on alert. We hear it again. This one shook our windows, literally. Everything shook. There was nothing at this point we could have done. It was within 25 yards or so of our house and we were petrified. Boo was just pacing back and forth. He wanted to get out. I didn't want him to go and neither did LB or RG. He was our safety blanket in that moment. We decided just to hang out in there and we started hearing the grunting. All I can say is I've heard deer in rut. This was way too guttural. This freaking feeling of dread came over all of us. We all started bawling. We legit felt like we were going to die. Mom finally woke up and came in there. What the hell are y'all doing? I put my hand up to my face. She saw that we were crying and I put my index finger to my mouth to shush her. The grunting kept going. Louder and louder. Then the pounding started. It wasn't hitting a tree or anything. It was hitting the ground. Like punching the crap out of it. We could feel each hit. Mom said that this is what she'd heard the other night, but she hadn't thought that much of it. Screw me, man. This crap seriously scared me. The grunting and pounding stopped. Mom decided to send Boo out. Nikki and Bella, our other dogs, didn't do crap. Boo was just a badass, and we are his family. He beelined it right up there. That was it. We heard one yelp, and nothing. We didn't hear anything else that night. For several days, it was that way. Boo was gone, and we were all shook up. I think it was five or six days later, my stepdad went to use the outhouse, and laying next to the building was Boo. I swear on my life that this dog was literally torn apart. There were no bite marks. It was not a cat. He had literally been ripped apart, limb from limb. I don't know what it was. Could have been a bear. I don't know. I know that we moved out of there a month later, and that freaking place can't keep people in it anymore. I can't say that I smelled anything or anything like that. The outhouse smelled pretty gnarly. 
definitely one of the worst experiences of my life. This took place during the late 70s, early 80s. I was roughly six years old when this happened. My grandparents went on a weekend trip and returned to their home. It snowed while they were gone. This is important for later. When they entered their home, they noticed things were tossed and moved about. It became clear to them that someone invaded their house while they were gone. As they looked around, they began to notice that nothing was actually taken. My grandpa had a safe in the spare room, which was found open. There was cash and jewelry nearby, but none of that was taken. They kept important documents in that safe. They noticed their marriage certificate was missing. Still confused, my grandpa made his way back to the door, which was partially open. He opened it and when exiting you step onto a back porch, which extends to a large open backyard. He noticed prints in the snow immediately. It's as though they exited the back door and walked into the yard. He also noticed that the prints didn't appear human. They resembled hoof prints, but seemed human in size. They lived in Illinois and they only have small animals like squirrel, deer, and raccoon in the area. So definitely not animal prints. He followed the tracks out to the backyard where they completely stopped right in the middle. Their yard was fenced in. But the prints completely ended as if whatever this thing was broke into their home, stole their marriage certificate, and completely disappeared while walking or flew away. Grandpa was always a no-nonsense, no-BS World War II veteran. My grandma was the same. Never the type of people to play pranks or even joke about anything. To see them so baffled and scared was something that will always stay with me. We drove to their home later that day with my dad. They lived in a smaller, all-one-floor home. Dad took a ladder and went up there to find clues. But what he found were the footprints up there too. Or hoof prints. The marriage certificate was never found. They eventually moved from the home. They lived in four other homes in that general area and experienced other things. It's like it followed them. At one of their new homes they had heard their doorbell ring at 3 a.m., they woke up and my grandmother opened the door to see a black figure that appeared human, but was see-through. She screamed and quickly shut the door. Grandpa quickly grabbed a fireplace poker and swung open the door, and this thing totally disappeared. In the short amount of time he opened the door, this figure, if it was human, could not have gone too far. There was nowhere for it to hide. 
This happened when I was growing up, around 2004 or 2005, when I was about 13 years old. It took place in a rural area, a good ways outside of the town of Uvalde, Texas. The town itself was really small back then and not much to look at. It's just one of those towns that really isn't on the way to anywhere important. My father knew someone who owned a deer lease that was about 1,000 acres, I think, down outside of that area, and was complaining about a ton of hogs that were tearing up their land. Being open season on hogs in the south, my dad thought he would surprise me that summer and take me down for a week to go hunting for them. Not only did that help him with networking for his job, but also gave us some quality father-son time. I remember the drive down there from Dallas was torture. It was about seven hours in my dad's hard-top Jeep Wrangler. That car was so uncomfortable, I hated it. All I had to do was either stare out the window or try and beat Super Mario Land 2 on my Game Boy Pocket, something I was never able to accomplish in my youth. The drive obviously took most of the day, so we got there in the early evening. The owner of the land had told my dad that he hadn't had anyone lease it that year yet, and the cabin in the property might be a little rough and dusty. I really didn't care. At this point in my life, I had been in scouts for a couple of years and spent a lot of my free time in the woods or fishing with friends. Needless to say, I was pretty comfortable roughing it. So he unlocked the gate and we drove to the cabin on the land and settled in. The cabin was pretty rough. Dust and dirt everywhere. Flies. I remember that it looked like some raccoons had gotten into the cabin and crapped on the floor. After cleaning up a bit and getting the sleeping bags out, then setting up the cots, we decided to sleep. Something about that night was weird. I was never able to get comfortable enough to fall asleep for any restful amount. I couldn't put my finger on why, but I had that feeling of being watched. I was finally able to drift off for what seemed like an hour maybe. When we woke up it was early, about 7am. We decided to scout around the land for tracks and signs of hogs and we find a good place to set up a blind. It was the summer and horribly hot in the afternoons, so morning was the best time to be out and about. After walking for an hour or so, we came to the area of trees, lightly dense and luckily found some signs of hogs. Typical torn up ground where they had been rooting, so we followed them into the trees. I was looking for more signs when my dad stopped me with his arm. I remember looking up and seeing someone standing about 50 yards away. Some of their body was blocked by trees. This was private land, so they definitely were not supposed to be there. We also had confirmation from the owner before we got to the lease that nobody was there. Not to mention the gate was locked up when we first arrived. The person was wearing some bright colored red jacket. We slowly walked toward them. My dad called out something like, Hey. 
We're hunters. This is private land. The person didn't move at all. Dead still. We were about 30 yards away and could see that he was turned around from us with his hands in his pockets. The weird thing was that the person was in a ski jacket and what looked to be ski pants. Now this is Texas in the summer. It was about 98 degrees outside by then, or 37C. Hello. My dad called out again. You're not supposed to be here. No reaction. He told me to stay behind him and unsnapped the clip to his pistol holster. That's all we had at the time since we were only scouting the area. The rifles were back at the cabin. We approached the person's right side and then my dad told me to stay put, about 20 yards away. I stayed and crouched down, watched him circle around to the front of the man while all the while talking to him, asking if he was okay. He finally passed around to the very front of the man and my dad stood straight up with a confused look on his face. I called out and said, What's wrong? He called back saying, It's a mannequin? I walked over to it while my dad stood there staring, and as I got closer one thing stood out the most. The clothes it was wearing were brand new. No dust, no sap, no bird droppings or any signs of being outside for more than a day at most. At that moment I looked at my dad and could see him getting worried. Almost immediately after, I felt that feeling again, like we were being watched, and I knew my dad felt it too. I wanted to start crying. I remember feeling suddenly so scared. My dad whispered, We're leaving. Right now. He grabbed my hand and drew his pistol. He scanned the area the whole way back while I was trying to hold back panicked tears. We got back as fast as we could. I was terrified, so it felt like an eternity, but in reality was only about 45 minutes max. After returning, we packed up and beat feet. We drove back home that day and didn't talk much on the way back. I remember right after we left, my dad called his buddy, the owner of the land, and he was confused. He said that he would go check it out next week when he was in the area. He also said that he had never had an issue with people because his property was high fenced. My dad normally is not a paranoid person, but me being young and the least possibly having someone there we didn't know about, he decided to be cautious and just get out of there. After we got back home, we talked and my dad was not able to sleep the night before as well. He had the same feeling, but didn't want to wake me up because he thought I was sleeping too. Turns out that next week he got a call from his buddy, and they had checked the whole property, and never found any trace of anyone. No mannequin or anything. That story still makes my hair stand on end. No idea what that was but the paranoid man in me thinks it was some kind of trap or something.
If you'd like to give back to the Nightmare Society, please share us with your family, friends, your feed, you, whoever you know. And as a reminder, if you'd like to also join our online campfire, check out patreon.com slash nightmare society. If you're on YouTube, we'd also appreciate it if you'd head on over to our YouTube page and subscribe to us. Right now, we just have the episodes out on videos, but we are entertaining the idea of branching out and doing some actual video content over there as well. So, subscribe, hit the bell, all that kind of stuff. And as usual, thanks so much for listening. Until next time. Sweet dreams.